Alright, Davey Love in the house. We're broadcasting from Royal Fox Studio, 415 Howe Ave, Shelton, Connecticut. And we got a big show for you tonight. Or should I say, I have a big show for you tonight. Uh, Laura Merrill could not make it here. She will be here next week. We miss her. But tonight we have a big show. We have uh, my good friend, actor, producer, Jeff Caperton. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Let me give a shout out to our sponsors. Fuck them. Just kidding. You can check them out at modpropshow.com. We have them all listed there. We love them all. Uh, show them some love. I mean, we always do on our social media. Shit. Facebook and Instagram down today. I know a lot of people were pissed off, but hey, that's what happens when someone speaks. Someone has to get silenced. But uh, we got a big show tonight. We actually have a big month in October. We have, next week we have porn star Nikki Delano. That one's going to be a hot one. And the week after that, we have Ted Bone from Pacifier. And we're going to talk to him about Pacifier's new album, Strata, as well as producing new music from HR from The Bad Brains. Uh, He's producing an album for him. They just came out with a new single, Fight the Power. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Check it out. Jeff Caperton right now. Hopefully you guys are all ready for this. Hi, this is Jeff Caperton. I'm sorry I missed your call. Please leave your name and number and I'll return your call as soon as possible. Thank you. Have a great day. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi-ho, Jeff. This is Kermit the Frog trying to reach you for your interview. Ha! All right, well, I was a little early on that one. Hello, Jeff. Hey, baby. Hey, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Modern Problem Show. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How are y'all guys? Uh, We're doing good, except Laura's not here tonight, but... uh... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> she couldn't make it. Um, well, I, I was gonna right. come up with like some great funny excuses, but you know, I was like, she, I just got off the phone with her, and she wanted me to ask you some crazy okay. stuff. So uh, I'll wait well, to get to that. Uh, apparently, I'm just not big enough for her to, you know, take the time to come on and talk to. You, so. Oh no, <laughs> actually, actually, um, she's uh hanging out with her grandmother actually tonight. So that's why. I won't. I won't begrudge anyone that. Yeah. No. She definitely wanted to come on. Believe me, because I will tell you. I'll just go right into it. She's the hugest Nick Cage fan. So. <laughs> well, you know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, uh, I, you know. We I'm went not... right into it. 1985. So it's uh, it goes way back. You know him since 1985. Yeah, yeah, I've known Nick a really long time. Holy I've known Nick, shit, uh, I did not know that. <laughs> I've I, known his last name was Coppola. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. There you go. So you're tight with Nick Cage then? No, I'm not tight at all. In fact, uh, during this movie, I almost killed him. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Because lo- I'd never worked with him ever until this movie. And, right. And I had, at the time of the movie, I hadn't seen him in years and years. And uh, uh, just... Uh, we're not recording yet, are we? <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're recording. We're recording. Oh shit, Nick's a great guy. <laughs> and he is so talented. There is so much talent there, and you know, <laughs> Laura, so work dealing with all the little, uh, all the little, you know. Uh, well, everyone things. knows that he has, you know, issues <laughs> on set. That's no like secret or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll just tell you, though. And I'm not saying that some of it wasn't maybe a teeny tiny bit our fault, too. But, you know, it was just one of those things. Right. 
And, uh, you know, we were, we had already had a number of significant issues going into pre-production and then literally first day of production, we had an issue that was, it, it was our fault, you know, but, uh, it was, it was handled. Right. We just didn't trust that it was handled and, and it created an issue that created an even bigger issue for us. That cost us even more money. But anyway, you know how that that's, goes, though. That that's, that's everyone does that in Hollywood. Know, you know does. what I mean? We haven't and reached you know, that level to do that yet. <laughs> yeah, and if, and if that's the biggest problem we had on the set, you know, the whole production, then then that would have been great. So yeah, you know, so right. Yeah, you know, in I, the scale of it, it was it was chump change, but um, it it was just you know, and he did. He came in. He worked very hard. He was prepared. He was in character. He was ready. Uh, he did do some very cool stuff uh on set you know we were uh we were you know the the uh, the movie is kind of a three-person ensemble that's and, uh, uh dog eat dog correct right dog eat dog uh came out in 2016 december 8th of 2016 we premiered at the con film festival that summer and it hit theaters in december on december 8th mm-hmm. of of that same year and uh, we got a, it got what's called a limited theatrical release. <laughs> right, right, right. We had I think 268 theaters nationwide, and uh, it just so happened to be I was flying into into New York City and, and was landed at Newark and was in the car going into the city and looked over. There's a mall kind of right there by the airport, and I looked over and it was showing at the mall theater and I thought that was cool. I might taking pictures of it out of the car window. Oh, that's I, awesome! Because it was on the marquee of the of the theater, and uh, but. Um, and I actually went over there later and saw the movie, but I was <laughs> me and my friends were the only ones theater. But anyway, we won't go into all that. Right, right. But um no, there was a point I was going toward there, but I forgot what it was. But um, Well Jess Sonneborn worked on that movie, correct? Yes, she did. She's the judge. Yeah. She's uh, yeah, she she was in that and uh I wasn't there the days that she shot. Um I was in and out throughout the through, throughout the deal, so I didn't get to see her. Right. But I didn't Another movie with Jess called Wild Boar with Barney Berman, who's a big Hollywood Oscar-winning special effects guy. We did this movie called Barney Berman's Wild Boar. Right. And, and uh, I, I get to get, get killed in that one. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I think I think Barney planned that. But anyway, that's just my thing. <laughs> Actually, no, he did because he wrote the damn movie. But um, Right, right. But uh, that was a lot of fun. Worked with her quite a bit on that one because we were out filming in what's called the Salton Sea, which is a a desert area south of San Diego. It's literally right on the Mexico-California border. Mm. And it's a volcanic desert. So you have areas of of, uh, lava-heated mud that bubble up. So you have these weird bubbling. It's like literally the, the, the sand just bubbles up and and it's like superheated it's like 300 degrees and it's just a really creepy area it all smells like sulfur out there because of the, the everything burning and uh we had to spend about two weeks out there and uh and covered in this probably extremely toxic uh cancer causing mud um but um it was it turned out to be a pretty cool little horror flick i'd never done anything horror before and of course we had uh having barney on there we had an oscar-winning special effects guy so we had the best effects you know especially for a, a movie right um you know at that level the scale that it was it was it was it was uh, made at uh best special effects ever so i mean best makeup best everything i mean i'm covered in mud and blood and everything else because i mean held prisoner by these guys and so literally <laughs> first two hours of every day was in the makeup chair because they had 360 degree photos of me and they literally had to paint the mud and the blood back on me every single day exactly the way it was the day before good god yeah so good you know god. two and a half you know some days as much as three hours of you know in the makeup chair getting that done and same thing for jessica and uh what was funny we had to meet back in los angeles it was like six months after production and during this time jessica had become pregnant and uh and was with child when we came back to do the pickups but she wasn't really showing yet right but the uh i don't know how how uh uh family oriented your show is the uh let's just say the you know the you can fairy swear party. you can say yeah. whatever well, the booby fairy had already come yeah yeah visiting so you know she was significantly larger chest wise when we came back to do these things and she puts on her you know her old outfit you know in in wardrobe and uh she's like and we were all kind of like 
wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they were kind of, they were popping out there pretty good, you know? And right, right. All, hey, hey there, <laughs> you know, but uh, it was funny. It was a lot of fun, though, making that. And, of course, you know, I've done a few things with with, with, with Jessica, and, and, and there's another girl in there, uh, Augie Duke, and, and, uh, and Mike, and a bunch of other guys. Daniel, Daniel uh, uh, Roebuck uh, was the star in that, and, you know, you know him from uh, U.S. Marshals. And, right. Uh, uh, Matlock and and you know a whole bunch of other things. He's a he's a sci-fi junkie and a special effects junkie. Anything to put on you know prosthetics and foam rubber and whatever and go be a monster. He'll do. He loves that crap. Right, right, so, right. The last time he, I saw you, I saw you. I think was outside of the crack house in Danbury <laughs> shooting, <that's right. laughs> shooting uh, extracurricular activities. Extracurricular and that activity. was Jess, uh, Jessica Sonneborn and uh, Barry was with us too. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a, that was a real fun shoot. Had, yeah. Had a good time there and it was the fall. It was October. Yep. And we, big crazy house which looked like something out of a, out of an alfred hitchcock movie right. and, uh, and it was october so the leaves were falling and it was it was starting to get a little chilly at night and uh and uh it was it was i think i think we were even shooting in there on halloween night i believe because we, we all kind of made comments about it right right really creepy house and uh that but, house uh, is totally creepy. And I we interviewed Lee Scott last week, and I was telling him, because mm -hmm. typically whenever I've done anything with him, it's just like I'm going to be an extra, and I know that I'm already going to get part, get speaking part right when I get there. It's just like, here, here's the scene. We want you to do this, and it's improv, usually. Yeah. But the lines, and here they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's the basic gist, and, and here we go. Like That's what we did for right. Piranha Sharks and uh, mm -hmm. this one. So he was asking yeah. me, he's like, Hey, uh, she... I was an executive producer on Piranha Sharks. I so know, and I, I did not know. I didn't. Even, I didn't even meet you then. Yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't on set. I, right. I did that script from the office, but yeah. Yep, that but, was a, that was a crazy movie. That, that was an interesting. We were up there. Gosh, I was up there about five weeks. I forget how long. You know, Mark, well, of course, Lee lives up there, but Mark and all them. I can't forget how uh, how long they were up there. And of course, I think I spent most of my time running people back and forth to newark airport but <laughs> <laughs> right. that was my job because we had cast flying in and out you know for the movie yeah yeah but uh gosh there was some the girls did so good there was three or four girls that just had outstanding performances uh oh yeah gina marie zimmerman just, was great from yeah, big brother yeah. um, right that uh her last name has changed now because she got married i can't believe her new last name but um i'm I, and actually I'm, I'm i'm you know i'm still friends with uh a couple of them so right me I, too uh so ash uh ash parker mm -hmm. she was in yeah. that yep yeah i'm still friends with a bunch of those people i see him on there you know yeah and i mean like i said some of them just did just did really really good work and and uh so it was fun to fun to be there because it was a very lighthearted kind of easygoing thing right you know? oh yeah it definitely was it definitely was now you have the, you have a new they asked me uh, so so you produce porn and i'm like uh no <laughs> <laughs> it was not porn it just looks like it could be <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah well extracurricular activities could have been a porn <laughs> just the yeah, name but, and the and like well, the whole uh, synopsis of everything Right, but they have a poster, and they think, "Oh my goodness," you know. But uh, Bernadette Perez, I just thought of her name anyway. Sorry, but yeah, Georgia Warner was in that. Yeah, just born Barry Radcliffe, who is a funny, funny actor out of Atlanta. Oh, I love uh, Barry. He is awesome. Very funny guy, and I have kept in touch with Barry. I love hearing from Barry every now and then. Uh, Gabby Borders turned in a tremendous performance. She was hysterically funny. Right. Uh, Sasha Jackson, who insisted, who's this gorgeous blonde, right? Who oh, yeah, from uh, Blue... Uh... Blonde, black, big. Oh, she's from, uh, oh, what's the surfer thing? Blue... Blue, blue something. Crush. Blue Crush 2. She was Blue yeah, Crush 2, yes. Uh, and absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, but the most fun, sweetest person, had the best time. Yep. And she wanted to look different, so we put her in a long black wig and, and, and made her this really kind of goofy weirdo character, and uh, she had a blast with it. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. And of course, Justin Watsonberger was, you know, in there. All, everybody just did 
the girls, I was just so impressed because they really developed a camaraderie very quickly. There was good chemistry, and they were and they were funny. You know, comedy's hard. Oh know? yeah, definitely. Very hard, and 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 they did great. So. Yeah, it was it, that was a fun shoot. That was definitely a fun shoot. I I told Lee last time that I I pissed on the guy's garage who owned the house, and he was working <laughs> on his car, and he goes, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "Oh shit, I'm fucked now." I was like, "I guess right. this is my day of shooting. It's gonna be done fast." And he's like, "Holy shit, Davy Love is pissing on my garage!" And I was like, "Because <laughs> I hosted an open mic around that time, and he would come in sometimes." And I was like, "Oh my god, this guy owns this house." <laughs> Holy oh, shit! Now you that's... have, now you have a new movie uh, out now. Uh, his stretch of Texas ground, right? That right. hit Amazon Prime a couple weeks ago. It did. It dropped. It dropped on the fifteenth. And this is the second part of of one of these movies. I'm not in the first one. Right. <laughs> My yeah. character is. It's just played by a different actor. <laughs> yeah. We won't talk about that guy. We won't talk about that part. But, yeah. Uh, I was brought in for the second movie, and um, it stars a guy named Jeff Weber, who is a great actor. He's a local Texas guy here, but he's also a singer-songwriter. He sings the uh, title song um, after the movie. That was also the song was also written by the screenwriter that wrote the song. Oh wow! Uh, and but the the, the uh, musicians that they brought in to do it, Jeff Weber does a lot of work with with uh, uh, George Strait and his people. Mm. In fact. Jeff Kind of even if you watch the movie, he kind of reminds you a little bit of George Strait. And, uh, but yeah, he does. Have, You're correct yeah, on that. We had a number of guys uh, from the Ace and the Whole Band uh, that performed on the soundtrack um, and in the title song. So that was really cool. So it's got a really good title song to it. it they played at the end of the movie. Mm. And uh, But he's a small-town sheriff, and we've got this uh, bad guy who had gone away to prison for a while who gets out of prison and comes back home and you know, just raises all kinds of trouble. And, uh, of course, the sheriff, with the help of his trusty deputies, uh, you know, do what we got to do. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, you guys take care of shit. You we, definitely we, take we take care of Yeah, that's what we did. So, uh, and we did. And it's and it's a pretty good movie. Uh, um, we'll go into a lot of the details on that one. But it, it's, it, I liked it, turned- it. I enjoyed it. I definitely oh, enjoyed it. it. Yeah, oh, I definitely watched it. Of course. You think I'm going to interview someone and not do research? You know. Yeah, I figured it started off a little slow, but it, it ended strong. Yeah. You know? No, it definitely did. <laughs> and that's just one of those things where you know it's somebody else's movie. I wasn't. I came in as producer on the film uh, about halfway through the producer <laughs> because the producer uh, uh, and the the executive producer were not getting along, and um, so I kind of came in late on that one. Right. Uh, all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> was that the one? Now, the, most of those scenes, was that what yeah. I saw on Instagram with you getting your ass kicked and those stunts and stuff? Was that from that? Uh, some of it, maybe. I'm doing a lot of stunt work right now because right. there's so much, so much going on in Texas right now, which you just can't even believe. Uh, but that may have been some of it. Um, I only did because my part, I, you know, I had a pretty fair amount of screen time, but I only shot... I'm trying to say 16 days. Right. On that. And they, because I'm not one of the, I'm not the main guy, my 16 days weren't all together. <laughs> they were kind of scattered out a month. And I was shooting another movie up in Tyler, Texas at the time. I live in Houston. Right. And that shot in a town called Smithville, Texas, which is over near Austin. Mm, I and love so Austin. I was driving the triangle between Houston, Tyler, Austin, Smithville, and back to Houston multiple times a week in fact there were several days i worked all day on one movie drove all night worked all the next day on another movie drove all night and worked back on the other movie the next day wow. yeah and so you know 72 hours without sleep right and, um, and there was a couple times vice versa i'd go back and do that movie especially we had our my, my last three days were nights and uh so you know worked all worked all day drove all night worked all day then shot all night on the other thing and then you know so it was just it was a rigorous schedule but i, I really wanted to do it the scene you know you've you seen the movie it has a couple of pretty cool shots and i've got a couple of hero shots in there which i really like oh yeah you, do. Yeah, you yeah. do yeah 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 i read the script i said i get to do what i get to grease a dude <laughs> yeah. uh, so 
it was it was you know and 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 it's the bad guy you know it's not the the big bad guy but in the in both the scenes and there's actually a couple of uh, deleted scenes that, that didn't make it into the film that I was really kind of kind of disappointed didn't uh, make it in because I really felt it contributed to the character. And I was even told when we shot one of them that that my performance was so good that that there might even be an award in there somewhere. But oh that shit, that wasn't thrilled about it. But you know, again, uh, not my movie. Right, <laughs> right, right. So somebody else's toy. When it's my movie, I get to make those decisions. Yeah. And um, but. Um, you know, there's a scene after after uh, the school shooting and after I've dropped off the sheriff's daughter at, at their house um, where I'm driving back to the crime scene. And, of course, you know, I, I don't want to give any spoilers away. So you're going to watch the movie. You don't listen to this part, guys. But, you know, I basically shot a 16-year-old kid. And he was a bad guy, you know. Right. But at the same time, I don't care if he's a good guy or a bad guy. You shoot a 16-year-old kid, you're going to feel it. You know? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to have some shit to deal with. And so in the car, as I'm going back to the scene, I have a little bit of a flashback and a little bit of a breakdown in the car, and uh, and that didn't make the make the final cut of the film. But um, I was told it, it was it was really good. In fact, I even got it from the editor, and I it's on my clip reel right now, even though it wasn't in the movie. Oh, that's made... awesome that that you yeah. got the clip, you know? Yeah, if, yeah. If you go to my IMDb page, it's it's in my clip reel. So I'm on your IMDb page, I think, with uh, Barry. In one of those picks I gave you a while ago. Uh, yeah, you are. I believe. <laughs> I us in there from yeah. uh, activities where we're uh, you're like a college dean or something, and I'm the I'm a history professor. I'm the, I'm, yeah, I'm the town asshole or whatever, and we're up there trying to you know shut down the girls' house and everything. Yeah, we were on the side of the girls, Darian and I. He was, I think, he was the his, uh, he was the drama teacher. I was the history professor, or one, vice versa, one of the other. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I remember that was a while back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, you, you, uh, you were just in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, correct? Now you were working with uh, John Schneider, right? Yeah, a couple things with John. I did. Uh, John just did. John did a movie three years ago called uh, uh, Stand on It, and it's basically it's a tribute movie to to Smokey and the Bandit. And to the writer and director of Smoking the Bandit, Hal Needham, who's one of the world's greatest stuntmen. Right. And John Schneider being Bo Duke. John was actually in, he had a very small, unscheduled part in Smoking the Bandit. He had a very brief appearance as, as an extra in that. But then, of course, he went on to become Bo Duke on the Dukes of Hazard and everything else. Yeah, uh, not so to interrupt you here real fast before you get into this story. Now, what was it like? Because I'm like, you know, I've met tons of famous people, interviewed tons of famous people, hung around with tons of famous people, as well as you have as well, you know? Mm -hmm. But Bo Duke, that's like different <laughs> level. You know what I mean? Like, like Yeah, it's, it's, it's iconic. It's literally iconic. Like, I've smoked weed with Ziggy Marley, and most people would die <laughs> for that. But like me, I'm like Bo Duke. Holy shit, dude! I would go crazy. I would go nuts. You know, that's my childhood. You know. And um, we went out there to do the film. It was a very, very laid back film. Anyway, this film is the sequel to Stand on It. Mm. It's it's like Smoking the Bandit too. You know, but I think this one's gonna be funnier. And it's just a ridiculous, hilarious comedy. We're out there. We're shooting. We're we kind of have a script. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> But I mean, John's standing there. Okay, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Say this instead. You know, just changing our lines on the fly in the middle of the deal. And right. In fact, at one point it was funny too. The script pages stuck together, and he kept getting on me because I wasn't saying these certain lines. I'm like, those aren't my lines. Those are his lines. And he's like, no, they're your lines. They're right here. And we're like, no, they're not. Those are his. And the guy, and the other guy's going, no, yeah, those are my lines. <laughs> he finally realized two of the pages, the script pages, had stuck together. Oh shit! Um, but it was hilarious. I, I literally say that being in that movie was like living a Burt Reynolds blooper reel. It was just hilarity and fun, and had a great time. And since then, I've done a couple of little other things uh, with them, and kind of become friends with John and his wife Alicia. They're great. They've got this great place over there. And actually, when I was there, I, I was there last week, but I really wasn't working. I went out there. You know, their place got clobbered really bad in this last hurricane. Right. And I mean, tons and tons of trees down. One of their, there's several houses on the property. One of the houses where John's mother used to live had a huge tree fall on it and destroyed it. And it's a 1930s something house. And so I went up for a few days to just help, help, uh, help it clean up. You know, we uh, went to that old house and removed a lot of the doors and the, 
the framework and the windows and and there's some old cypress wood flooring that we had taken out to try and repurpose later and whatever they're going to do, uh, do to replace that house right before down and uh so i just really this last trip was just going going up there to help so i've kind of become friends with him i mean i'm not gonna say we're like buddies or anything but you know we know each other right uh, they've been so nice to me and, and helpful for me. In fact, one of the things we talked about this last week was the third movie is, is going to be coming up and he, you know, kind of indicated there's a, a spot for me in it. So I'm excited about that, but it was, it really like, cause John is exactly who you think he's going to be. It's exactly what you expect. And so it was literally like hanging out with some cousin I grew up with. Right. I haven't <laughs> 35 years. Right. Like we were best friends when we were little kids and then all of a sudden I haven't seen you in 35 years and now all of a sudden we're hanging out again. So there's this familiarity while at the same time this distance, you know. Yeah. The distance being I've never met you before in my life. <laughs> but you feel like you know him and all that? That's... You feel like you know him and that's got to be weird for him because he doesn't have that same feeling for me, yeah. you know. So... <laughs> Here I am, you know, gushing love toward him, and he's like, you know, somebody get this guy away from me. But, um, but no, he was he was great, and uh, everybody on that movie was great. And he, they've got this whole little, you know, they've got a big studio up there that they use not only for their own movies, but you know, there's other people that come in and use it. And uh, they, they've surrounded themselves with a great bunch of people that are like family, and. Mm. They try to use a lot of the same people over and over again. So, you know, my fingers are crossed, you know, if they didn't, you know, if they, you know, if they like me a little bit, maybe they'll have me back and, and part of another deal. Cause I made three or four friends on that film that I still talk to today, including some of the cast from the haves and have nots uh, I've stayed in touch with. And so it's, uh, that was a really fun deal. And, uh, and John is a great guy and it, and it, it is a little weird, especially this last trip. I probably spent more, uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with him than I have right. previously been in a, you know, on set or in a group or with other people around. Um, and we all went to dinner the last night. It was just, uh, he and his wife, Alicia, her parents and two of their neighbors that they're friends with there locally. And it was, I got to be a lot more comfortable with him. Um, and it was just, but still every now and then you kind of lean back like that's both <laughs> yeah, exactly i and still i got a funny story about jump, him I mean, and i was in the front seat and i just kept looking over like okay is he gonna jump something yeah. what are we gonna do? <laughs> how's he gonna get in the car is he gonna slide across the hood or you know yeah yeah open the door this is a big ford excursion you know but yeah he's gonna jump, slide across the roof and climb in the window I you know but he looks great. He's in tremendous physical shape. He looks terrific. He's, uh, he's, I, I can't remember exactly. He, he turned 60 a year or two ago. So, you know, he's. Yeah, he looks he, like he's he in looks, his 30s still. Ah, he looks phenomenal. He's yeah. in tremendous shape. And, uh, you know, and just the nicest guy, the most accommodating host. And he's still out there. He's singing. He's doing these Bose extravaganzas on the road. Um, and they literally, they intentionally do those in small towns because they're trying to bring bring tourists and bring people into those small towns to help the small town economy and the mom and pop stores and that kind of stuff right in these small towns that's not by accident that's quite intentional it's something he and his wife are, are intentionally doing and uh um it's just super that they're doing that and um and i've been to a couple of them uh i went to the one at their place it's the regular one and then i went to oklahoma uh, and did one performed in the stunt show up there. And then they just did one in Tennessee and they're about to do one in Georgia. And I was invited to come do the stunt show in both of those. And I couldn't, I had another schedule conflict, but um, they're doing one more before the end of the year. And I was talking to the stunt coordinator yesterday and I think we're going to work up a really cool car chase to okay. do out on the and, uh, and do something really cool for the folks, you know, flip some cars and, blow some stuff up and, and have a really good time. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, are they, are they, uh, do they still have the Confederate flag on the top of the general Lee or do, what did yeah, they, they do? Not coming off. They what? <laughs> it's, no, it's not coming off. Uh, I mean, it's, Oh yeah. Okay. I figured it's, uh, and it's, and it's, and it's not, it's not a race thing at all to him. To him, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just the South. It's, it's not, the, the south or what the confederacy fought for it's it's just a it's a sign of the south and it's a symbol of the south and 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 they're old school and and they're not offended by it so they you know right right 
I and, just uh, think it's funny because I'm with you. I'm with you and I'm with him. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I understand how the other people feel too. So I'm like, I, I feel guilty telling people I love the, the Dukes of Hazard growing up like yeah. now, you know, before I'd be like, hell yeah, man, Daisy Duke, what are you talking about? You know? Well, yeah. <laughs> too bad Barbara Bach wasn't hanging around out there that weekend. But oh anyway. my God. Yeah, no doubt. I, the fun, I'll tell you a funny story about uh, the Dukes of Hazard, though. My grandmother was, you remember, I don't know if you know this, when uh, John Schneider and Tom Wopat left Dukes of Hazard briefly for like half a year because they weren't right. getting residuals from the toys licensing. Right. And so they had these two other dudes that played like the cousins of them. My grandmother yeah. was like best friends with Byron Cherry's uh, mom, one of the guys. <laughs> and so she's like, oh, I got you some Dukes of Hazard stuff because we used to live in Atlanta. And like, it's from this guy. And I was like, oh, who, who the hell is this guy? I threw it in the garbage. I was like, oh, this isn't Bo or Luke or Daisy Duke, you know? Uh, dudes. Were they Court and Cole or something stupid? I can't yeah, Cole or Cole. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad for him now, looking back, like, oh, geez, you know, now it will be looked upon differently. But back then, you know, you're like, screw these guys, you know, they're scabs, right. you know? That's funny. Oh, man. So now you... no, that, and, and I guess that they're great folks. I'm, 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 it's, it's really an honor to know them and, and, uh, and uh, you know, I'm friends with them because I don't know them that well. But, you know, to be acquainted with them and, and hopefully get asked back for this third movie, fingers crossed. Right. Well, it is, you know, like that for sure. It is all like, yeah. it really does come down to like who you know in Hollywood after you break through a little bit, you know? It really and does. Make those con connections. It's not, people yeah. look, look at it from the outside world and think, oh yeah, it's all who you know, like you're on your knees sucking someone off to get a role or something. They don't understand that's not what it is. It's like who you're friends with on the set later on yeah. and you make those connections well, and people look out for each yeah, other and it's family, you know? You know, you've got to do something so people can see that you can do the work. You know, right. You've got to have it in your clip reel, and you know that takes auditions and putting yourself out there. It takes training and classes and and rehearsals and practice and memorizing lines. And you know, you get a few things that look pretty good on your clip reel, and now you've got something to really kind of work with. Uh, and then, like I said, everything you do, if you're professional, you're prepared, you're on time. Uh, you know, you're all the you show up and you get along with everybody. You'll hopefully walk away from that movie with a couple of new, um, just like you and I met on a movie. What was that? Six, seven years ago. Yeah. Before, longer than that. I didn't remember how long ago that was. Long but, ago. Here we are all these years later and we're still friends. Yep. And so you walk away from every movie with two or three new friends. Maybe it's a makeup guy. Maybe it's a, a, a uh, art director or a, a second unit director or just some some of the PAs whatever and the next thing you know I got I literally got a call I picked up a movie that I just did uh, just wrapped it a couple weeks ago did a I, I was a character in it I also did a bunch of stunts um, for a movie it's called Mexican Gangster 2 Vengaza oh shit and it's Damien Chapa who's kind of a cult uh, cult Mexican gangster bad guy in a whole bunch of movies mm-hmm um, he did uh, uh, Blood for Blood or, or Blood on Blood, and he's very famous. I mean, we're shooting at a truck stop about an hour out of San Antonio, and the truckers are recognizing him and like blowing their horns and screaming out the windows at, at Damien. But I got this <laughs> job because a makeup person that I knew, and she was working on this show, and they were having a terrible time casting this one part called Silvario, and she showed. Uh, the executive uh, producer, uh, my picture, and the executive producer went and showed it to Damien and said, that's him. Get that guy. Oh, <laughs> and shit. Next thing I know, I'm on that movie, and then I'm on the movie, and they're getting ready to start scheduling the stunts, and I was like, well, you know, I've got I've got some stunt guys I can hook you up with, and we put a little stunt team together and ended up doing the stunts uh, for the movie also. So I had a role, plus I also stunt doubled two different people in the movie besides myself. Right. Um, Plus, I brought in another guy. We've got a bunch of driving in there, car chases and stuff that we did. Uh, brought in my buddy Joe, uh, Jody Stelzik, who's a great stunt guy out of uh, Central Texas. And in fact, he's up in Fort Worth right now, working on on 1883, which is the uh, Yellowstone uh, spinoff. Mm. Uh, great guy. He came in and we did some car chases, and and he body doubled uh, Damien. And just 
had a great time. But I got that from a relationship with a makeup artist. That's crazy. Yeah. That yeah. is crazy. So you, you just never know. Yeah, um, you're right. You never know. And I said, you know, and not to quote somebody that's, you know, popular in some circles and not in others, but, you know, years ago I read Donald Trump's book, The Art of the Deal. And one of the things that he said in that book was, you know, yeah, is there some luck involved? Certainly there's some luck involved. But I found that the harder I work, the luckier I get. Mm. And I think there's something very real about that because the, the more you do and the harder you work, the more the more relationships you make, the more people you know. Um, if you try to be likable and again, be professional in on time. I mean, if you were late, you didn't know your lines and you were a pain in the ass on set and nobody calling you the next time. You That's know, right. if, you're, if you're Tom Cruise or somebody, you might get away with that crap, but <laughs> not at the level I work at. You're not going to get away with that crap for very long because nobody's going to want you back on their set. You know, it'd be, you show up prepared on time, ready, professional, act professional on set, you know, treat everybody right and treat everybody nice and you know they'll have you back and those right. people will remember they'll stay friends and next thing you know your phone's ringing doesn't mean i still don't have an you know i have two agents out there full-time trying to find me work i have a publicist that works his ass off barry rogers with with wayne pr that works his ass off trying to get me you know press and introduce me to different people and and all that and all those things work but you know you kind of gotta have that at this level to to stay busy you yeah know? and I've, I've managed even through COVID to stay fairly busy. And when COVID happened, I was booked up the entire year of 2020. I was booked up through the end of the year. And of course, then COVID shut everything down in March and every single project I had booked shut down. Right. And most of them didn't come back. Yeah. The two I had were, they were ready to shoot around then. And then like another one after that and they're shut down and then shut down indefinitely production producer i have a film that had just started shooting down in columbia we were eight days in and had to shut down because of covid and we're still trying to get that one back on track you know trying to get the cast back together and the crew back together we've got we've got a big sound stage that we've had to keep down there because we built this very expensive set down there right and, and but with i don't know if we're gonna get that done or not you know it's uh you know, because now the cast is all rebooked on all new stuff and trying to get everybody's schedule back together. And, you know, we might not get one or two of them back, which means we're going to have to go back and reshoot most of the stuff we've already shot. And um, so it could be, you know, it's all just adds to the price tag. This was a pretty tight budget to begin with, as they all are. Right. You but, know, we'll just see what. That that sucks, though. The, like, getting back, you're, like, bringing up the same point like you brought up before of, like, parts and stuff that doesn't get used. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you put in work. Like, I shot work for Vinyl Season 2 on HBO. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I I auditioned in front of Mick Jagger and Martin Scorsese, and I was a dick in the, in the audition because <laughs> everyone was taking selfies with them. And I came in, and I had been sitting out there for three hours, and I was like, really, you guys fucking, I don't care who the fuck you are, you made me fucking wait, this is bullshit, here, I'm gonna make a jerk-off motion, and that's it, and I got the fucking roll for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you might have didn't ask for the selfie, you you know, you were being professional, so. Well, I think I got it because I was a dick, because that's how I got spotted, no one, I didn't, no one, like, sent me the roll or anything, I was at an Arctic, it was, I I was actually in the city the same time you were, when we were talking about hooking up, that's when I got the thing, someone, someone goes, hey man, and I was like, hey, what's up, and he was like, hey, I work for this, and I was like, okay, cool, give me a fucking card, leave me alone, I was like, my girlfriend's (laughs) doing, curating an art exhibit over here i was like leave me alone you know at the time and he was like no no and then when i looked at the card i was like holy shit hbo pictures i was like okay i'll give this guy a card you know i'll give him a call and then that's when the audition happened and then the season got signed and then the same thing happened for me law and order as for you i was supposed to shoot uh mariska hardigay's character oh wow because her contract she wasn't signing her contract so they had Uh, me shoot a scene i killed her Rubbed her out. Russian hitman. Boom. I was like, yes, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. She signed the contract. Shh, never see that scene again. It's gone. Garbage. Um, that sucks. Yeah. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. That sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I know exactly. Yeah. So then you just kind of got to appreciate the good times you had. And like you said, it is like how I got to know you is like make those cool connections with people that, that you meet. And, and then those failed experiences become successes later on so it's almost like you're investing in your future yeah. while you're on, on set anyway 
silly little jiggle movie, you know, and, and go on <laughs> bigger and better things, you know. Exactly, exactly. Um, anything are you wor- you're working on now? Uh, any TV shows or anything? Yeah, a couple of things. You know, right before COVID, we shot a four episode pilot uh, of a crime drama called Be Someone, starring Tisha Campbell and Khalil Kane and. Uh, oh, uh, Tisha Campbell from Martin. <laughs> Or no, yeah, Tish, yeah, Tisha yeah. Campbell from Martin, and she was also in yeah. uh, House Party, right? Right, right. And ah. uh, she's she's the star of this. She plays a cop, and Khalil Kane plays her husband. Uh, Jamal Dennis is a young actor uh, out of L.A. who's really, really strong, really, really good. He plays the lead character in this, who's a guy who was a high school football star, got injured his senior year, ended his career, and you know, girlfriend got pregnant and got married. Now here he is years later, he's just, you know, he's working stiff, trying to get by. And he, you know, through a chain of events, he gets involved with a drug cartel and, and they kind of got him by the short and curlies, making him do some things he doesn't want to do. And, and, uh, this beautifully, beautifully shot the uh, direct photography on this, on this project is a, is a genius and an artist. And it's a, it's a great show. We're still waiting for them to decide what to do with it, mm. but Hopefully they will, they, you know, they, they love it. In fact, they were loving the daily so much. They were already talking about giving us a second show before we were even through with this one. Um, but then of course COVID happened and it, it, it threw everything off. We couldn't even finish it till the first part of this year because we had three scenes left to shoot in the last episode. And because, and it was, it, we were supposed to do it in March of last year, but the cast, you know, wasn't available to do it sooner so we were gonna do it in march and of course march comes and everything gets shut down and so we never got to shoot it we were able to kind of write two of the scenes out but then we finally got the people together we needed to to shoot the one scene we had to shoot mm. and we got that shot and i guess it was april of this year and finally got the got the project completed and and got it out there but um uh, it's called be someone it should be coming soon just completed i produced and had a teeny tiny little part in uh uh, it's a, uh, a children's movie called Wonder London. It's an action adventure, uh, you know, fantasy sci-fi kind of a thing, uh, starring a wonderful young actress named London Boyce, uh, who was in, um, uh, Antebellum. Okay. And, other things. and uh, she's a wonderful young actress. She's adorable in this movie and she plays a girl who, again through a bizarre chain of events ends up with these little superpowers and she, and she doesn't know how to work them and and it's about kind of learning what her powers are and, and also dealing with having these powers and the responsibility that comes with it and and then there's a you know a, a bad guy or, or girl whatever in the show and it was a lot of fun it's first children's thing i've done 90 percent of my cast was under 14 um and we had a dog that you know and so it's like a and work with children and dogs two things. <laughs> two things you're not used to working on set with <laughs> but i had i had time of my life the cast was wonderful nice and, uh, it was a crew that i was familiar with and uh they made me look good and and hopefully i make them look good and and that that is going to turn out really really good that has uh uh vivica fox in it uh oh very well, nice uh, uh taryn manning from orange is the new Brick. Mm. Um, bunch of bunch of folks. Uh, so I'm really, really proud of this movie. It's 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 going to be really cool. And then uh, a local filmmaker that's a friend of mine just made a movie called The Squad, um, and I helped him out with that as as one of the producers and and played a, a pretty good part in it. Uh, it's about the uh, Chicano Squad uh, here in Houston. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s, they had a lot of uh, homicides and crimes going on in the Latino community that were not getting the right amount of attention because we, we quite frankly didn't have a lot of detectives that spoke Spanish. So right. they, they put this uh, Chicano squad that so it's kind of based on a true story. Oh, that's cool. That's, this sounds really cool. I wouldn't say a true story based on actual events. Right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, it's based on something that really, it really existed. Our story is totally made up, you know, right. Right. And we shot that turns out really good. It's got, I can't even, my brain is, I'm blank trying to think of everybody that's in it. Um, but it's a um it's a great little crime drama. That'll be out. Oh, I'm hoping in the spring sometime. I'm not sure where it's gonna end up, but um it's got Tyler uh uh Gallant in there from General Hospital. Okay. Uh, Mike Gasaway's a great guy. He just got off uh he's in the new Mission Impossible movies and the uh 
also in the new Top Gun movie, um, mm. uh, a lot of stuff just at Yellowstone and, and a few other things. Okay. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. There's so many different ones. Uh, uh, Giovanni Halen, uh, uh, Hallman. Okay. Uh, is in it? I can't even think of everybody. Um, we won't hold you to it, Jeff. Oh, Robert Gallardo is in it. Robert Gallardo is amazing in this movie. He's, uh, you know, he's kind of a small frame, Hispanic guy, ball headed with mm. a goatee, just you know, ink all over, and uh, really, really scary guy. Uh, Lori Linklater is in it. She does an amazing job. I'm actually kind of proud. I kind of recommended her for the role, and she got it, and she killed it, and uh, did a great job. And so it's going to be kind of a cool little movie. Be out. Uh, I imagine in the spring sometime they'll have it start having start putting the buzz out about it. Nice. And uh, Dennis, gosh, what else? Just finished this uh, Damien Chapa Mexican Gangster Two Vengaza. It's yeah. pretty cool. And, uh, I was supposed to have already started. Our start date has been pushed back a little bit, but I'm producing a movie called No Labels. Uh, executive producer is is Fifty Cent, and uh, oh it's, uh, shit. Our- so hoping to kind of go down the same road as maybe power and some of those other things. Oh, I'm I'm addicted to those shows. It's like yeah. that new one, BMF. He's he like he anything that dude yeah. touches right now. And in, in like I don't like his hip hop. Believe me, I don't. But I'm the, kinda, the I, entertainment I, part, the television, the dude knows yeah. what he's doing. You know, he yeah, knows. Is, but yeah, you said this was supposed to start three weeks ago. It's been pushed back two or three times, and and you know just based on schedules and and various different things. But you know it's his production company, and I'm coming in as as a producer. Mm. And I, I just um, just really excited about it, ready to get started. I'm actually kind of sitting around twiddling my thumbs right now, taking day jobs, you know, to keep busy until this one starts. But uh, because I I don't want to. I don't want to sign for something else, and then they're finally ready, and I can't go do this. So I'm, I'm kind of holding myself open until this gets done. But it's called No Labels. Okay. And it's a working title anyway at this point. Is that going to uh, be shot up here? Uh, no, it's going to be shot in Texas. Actually. Oh, Texas. shit. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're getting some work out here. My wife's happy because I'm home, you know. I bet more. she is. <laughs> yeah. I bet she is. Houston. And uh, we had two days where I had – or we had about two weeks on this one location where I was 10 minutes from my house. You know, I've never in my life had a 10 minute commute to a set, you know, that's crazy. That that's crazy. She must've definitely been happy for that. At six and pulled up on set at six thirty. you know? Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah. So that was really cool. So like I said, a lot of stuff going on. I'm real proud of, of, uh, you know, Texas ground, real proud of wonder London. I think the squad is going to turn out good. I haven't seen much of the stuff on that because they're editing it down in Florida. So I'm not, I'm not where I can see it, but, um, uh, I'll see how that's going soon. And hopefully I'll be busy shooting, uh, no labels soon. Maybe you'll have to come down here and, uh, and do something in that one with us. Yeah, I would love that. I would definitely love that. Let yeah. me know. Let me know. Now everyone can check out all the stuff that Jeff has going on, right? At jeffcaperton.com, right. correct? Um, or, uh, IMDb dot me dot Jeff Caperton or whatever it is. I forget what it is. Or just IMDb and search my name. And the uh, reason why uh, Facebook and Instagram got shut down today, folks, was because Jeff was about to make a huge announcement, and yeah, that's, that's what, what happened. But you could follow him on Instagram at Jeff Caperton and Twitter at Jeff Caperton. Right. At Jeff Caperton, no space. No space, uh, straight through. And Facebook is the same thing, although I think I'm maxed out. I do have a public page, but it's I don't really keep it up the way I should. My publicist gets on my ass because I don't keep it up. Ah, but, well, um, on Wednesday, you'll have stuff to share from this interview once it goes live on all at, streaming platforms. Follow me, y'all, at Jeff Caperton with no space. It's spelled J-E-F-F-C-A-P-E-R-T-O-N. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Dave, we'll have to, to hang out soon. You know, my daughter's living in, in Manhattan now, so, you know, I've got to get up there to see her, and maybe we can grab a grab a couple of drinks somewhere. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. I would love that, definitely. Because uh, Laura lives right in the city. I'm in the city all the time, so we're, I'm not far okay. from there, so I'd definitely love that. And when you're, when you're here, we'd love to have you come in and guest co-host. We get crazy. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be fun. So You know, I've got to – that's something that I'm – I'm just now thinking of doing this. My publicist is going to kill me. Barry, sorry. Um, I've got a podcast that mm. is going to launch uh, November 15th. Okay. So uh, we're, we're in heavy pre-production right now. We're, <laughs> you know, we're, we, we've got the pre-production calendar and we're, we're, we're 
earning check marks. We're getting everything done. The set is being constructed right now. And uh, um, so it's it's on its way. It's, it's called Backstage Texas with Jeff Caperton. And it's basically going to be regarding film and television activities that are going on in Houston, not in Houston, in Texas. Um, and we're going to interview people like people that, that own or run studios, people that own or run equipment rentals, people that produce or bring projects here. Um, basically, it's just going to be like, you know, industry inside the industry show to make sure that other Texans in the industry know what resources are available here to them and and, and what's out there and can put a face and a, and a name behind those so that when they do reach out to those people, they know who they're reaching out to. And because uh, there's there's a lot already going on and there's more coming from everything all the indications i'm getting um from california and new york and georgia there's a lot more coming to texas uh very very soon including some more series work oh, so yeah and of course if be someone gets picked up that'll be a series that'll shoot you know in houston four or five months out of the year so that'll be awesome that'll be yeah. awesome i look forward to that <laughs> uh well, man, I look forward. Thank you so much for this interview. I look forward to hanging out with you soon. Um, let me know if you got any work for me in Texas. I'll fly out. And uh, <clears throat> definitely, man. And if you're in New York, we'd love to hang and uh, have you come in and guest co-host. That would be great. And I haven't been up there since COVID, so I'm looking forward to getting back up there and uh, and just feeling the city vibe again a little bit. And definitely keep me posted on everything because we will promote it as well. Anything. Anytime you're a guest on this show, that's what I've made it. Kind of like the same way what we were talking about with, uh, you know, people you know. Like, that's what we do. We promote everybody who's a guest on the show. It's like a friend through me or whatever. That's what we do. So we will promote all your stuff. All right, Davey. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, man. Well, have a good night. Thank you so much. All right. Everybody, too. All right. Peace. All right, guys, that was Jeff Caperton. Amazing interview. So um, next week we have Nikki Delano. <clears throat> and the week after that we have Ted Bone from Passfire. Laura Merrill, we miss you. Sweet Lou, I love you too. Follow us at Mod Prob Show everywhere. I'm Davey Love. Peace out.